go to the moon. My movement and my mental kept my wins low. Yeah, I'm supposed to prove how copping a fill on greatness helped me imprison the notable opposition that's trying to spark with my vision. I'm wine Asian. Later, low, I show call with time. It's like emotional. Been coachable and learn from my old heads. I treat being amazing like an emergency code red. Can raise your name and pimp the game and not keep that whole fed. My first book was to come up. The sequel reeks of the Monet like Ghost Kid. I paved the way. On top of that, I laid a gravel path. Very generational curses to that. I raised a glass. Grew a family. You are now tuned into DAR Media. And tonight, today, lovely Saturday. Man, what a what a end of the week we had in professional wrestling. I want to say that again. Off the top, before we go into this, that it is hilarious that Fightful has for so long been accused of being shills for AEW. And then they are the ones who put out this ultimate, this what is considered to be this this ultimate hit piece uh against that very company. Um Hey, way to do your Very fucking funny. job. Way to do your fucking job. I'm, I'm down. Hell yeah. All right. What we're going to start off with tonight is the definition of a word. A word that a lot of wrestling fans seem to forget exist or don't comprehend. And that word is nuance. N U A N. C E nuance. See, we can spell. We can spell here. See? Hey. A subtle difference in shade of meaning, expression, or sound. True. I'm about to give you a list of things that can all simultaneously be true. And that is different shades of meaning to different people and that is a nuanced conversation the list is lufisto having a very very bad night being treated very poorly aew in the year 2022 having a lot of messiness and backstage bullshit which played out right in front of our eyes one, two, three, four times I can think of right off the top of my head between people getting punched out backstage three separate times Uh. and this incident. A lot of smoke. (sighs) A lot of smoke. These things can exist... In the same world, as a world, where AEW wrestlers see this person talking about people who they care about and the company that they care about and their friends they work with and coming to say, you're not going to fucking say that about the company I work in, my brothers and sisters, who, I mean, if you look at like what Penelope before shared, very personal things that they're, that the locker room helped her get through. Um, which is which is respectable. It's understandable. That can also be the case, and it can also be the case that things have improved since the things that Lufista was talking about was 17 months ago, and the things that we witnessed happen were mostly last year. Obviously, this podcast has addressed a lot of the little bullshit 
running around shit talking to dirt sheets since its existence, which has only been since June. So it's still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Lefisto could have been mistreated. There could have been a well-earned reputation that we saw play out right in front of us. These AEW wrestlers can feel as if those things are not the case anymore and come to defend their friends in their locker room and their company and their champ can step forward and get defensive about the company that he is supposed to be the leader of. All of these things can be true at the same time. I hope that we have cleared that up for all of the fucking morons I saw running around on Twitter today. Do I got you teed up there? True. Go ahead. There's two things here. I said a lot on Twitter today, and most of what I said on Twitter was basically to 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 just sum up. We're adults, right? We 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 are, or well, most of us are adults. If you're listening to this, hopefully you're an adult. If you're not quite an adult yet, you'll get there someday, kid. the The point is, none of us know what goes on in Lefisto's world. None of us know what goes on with anything that she does or any of that, right? None of us know. So in my mind, what I think uh, is important and paramount to to help uh, this, uh, this, this business is to see things from a, um, a understanding standpoint. And uh, without saying too much, <laughs> without saying too much, I think a big part of the issue with um with the Lefisto thing for most people is that she quote unquote attacked several people, and I I didn't look at it like she was attacking. I feel like if I go to work at a Fortune five hundred company, right? And I go to work for this company, and ninety percent of what happens in this company to me is bad. But there's like five or ten, five to ten other employees who have nothing but good experience. My bad experience doesn't negate their good experience, and their good experience does not negate mine because we're all different people. So we all do things and see things differently. And I think that's the problem is that there is no nuance in understanding that Lefisto, who is a legend in her own right in, in professional wrestling, people can shit on her all they want. And I thought that was corny. Like, you, you don't have to shit on somebody just because you don't necessarily agree with them 24-7. Uh, like, I, I think there's a way to disagree with someone and say maybe, oh, you're, you know, every everything becomes, oh, you're bitter. You're mad you didn't make it. And, and that that to me is where I draw the line because I feel like people don't understand what it takes to make it not only in this business, but in general, it is hard as shit to get to a certain point in this business to not only be somewhat successful, but have a name. So I feel like the fist though, like I said, I am not a big fan of hers. Uh, let's clarify that. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of hers myself, but I know people who, who know her. I've talked to people who worked AEW dark, who've had similar experiences because if you're an outsider in professional wrestling, they treat you like an outsider. And this is coming from someone who is what? 
an outsider himself who made his own path and trail into wrestling. I talked my way into professional wrestling. I wasn't supposed to be here. I wasn't supposed to be in this predicament. So I do feel a little bit of a way about it when I see people talk about her and it's like, oh, the first one needs to grow up and stuff like that. And she's a grown woman. Now, Ruby Soho, I don't know anything about Ruby Soho outside of what people have told me. And they've all said nice things about Ruby Soho. Uh, maybe stands like one or two people who said, ah, she's okay. But so guess what? A, a thought on that kind of goes with yours. Uh, I've never heard or seen a single bad fucking word. And this seems to be a pretty specific situation as they've had whatever issue multiple times. So I don't know if that's a, I don't think that should be my personal thing. I don't think that should be a condemnation on Ruby Soho. It sounds like they have some kind of beef, just the two of them. And they, and they probably do. I mean, they, you know, when, when she was Heidi Lovelace on the, in the Indies, uh, she was around for a very long time. LaFisco has been around for a very long time. I mean, there's no way to know whatever is between those two. Guess what? It's between those two. And that is the problem in itself. People are taking a situation that clearly is a is situation between two people. But like we, we mentioned this on the show, there's obviously something there. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's obviously something there in terms of like the Britt Baker crew. Um, and once again, Britt Baker's great. I don't have anything against Britt, uh, Britt Baker. Um, I, I I like Britt Baker, but there's always been talk of the Britt Baker crew. That the, there's a Thunder Rosa stuff that we've seen. They literally made a a fucking show about backstage drama in AEW. It wasn't a good show, but they still you know still made a show about it. AEW so, all access to clarify. Exists. Reality shows are bullshit, and that show was bullshit. But the fact that there was such a permeating belief of all because of all the things that we've seen and have leaked, and people have said that they're like, "Oh, this will make a good show that people will be interested in." To capitalize on that, I mean, you talk about right. We talk about the CM Punk thing. There's such such clear sides, but like John Moxley said it too. He was on Renee's podcast, and he said, "I never seen so much childish punk bullshit going on in the locker room in my entire fucking life." And you know what a lot of people say when I saw that when I saw that quote pop up today, people say, "Oh, he was only referring to the punk and elite stuff." And it's nope. like, nope. And it's like you, there's like, trust me, there are a ton of things. And I saw somebody say something today I thought was funny. They were like, "The problem with professional wrestling is that everybody wants to be an insider today." And 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 I I I, I had a laugh at that because I thought about it and I said, "Who is giving these people?" The, the feel that they have the power to become an insider. It's the people that we're talking about. It's the wrestlers who run their mouths, who go in people's DMs and all this other stuff, who sneak into spaces on Twitter with their burner accounts or follow me, follow Eric, follow everybody on the team on their burner account, and nobody knows who they are. I do, but I, I wouldn't rat them out. But it's like these wrestlers are going on their burner accounts, going in your DMs like, yo, let me tell you what this is. Yo, let me tell you about this. Yo, let me tell you about this. Like, can you believe this, this, that, and the other? This is the problem. You can't be mad at people who work, whether they're in media, whether they are, you know, trying to become somebody or whatever. You can't be mad at these people for simply utilizing the resources that they have. So today, 
a lot of people are going to say, oh, yeah, you know, the Lufisto thing, she's she's an idiot or she's this and she's that. And it's like, do you know this woman? No. Do you know Ruby Soho? No. Do you know Ty Mello? No. Do you know any of these people? No. Do I know these women? No. I know my, I, I have mutual friends with Lufisto, uh, like like a couple, and that's about it. I don't know her, not here to take up for her, but I will say that I've heard similar stuff to what she said. Yeah, and so we all heard that. And real that's quick, the we're gonna yeah, we're gonna go to that. I just wanna put because we mentioned this a lot this morning when this all started breaking out and then it started getting more and more interesting over the year. So I think what one thing what we have to how we need to set the foundation of this is even if the worst version of what Lefisto said or thinks is true that's just fucking wrestling like facts it doesn't mean that AEW itself is rotten to the core in this terrible toxic fucking place wrestling is fucking bullshit backstage a lot of it you can speak to it way more than ever i don't know if we've like really like hit the nail on the head of this on this pod before but just so we're perfectly clear true worked backstage and did creative in the indies for like 10 years plus right not the whole not the whole 10 years but uh <laughs> in and out because yeah, of the I, bullshit I, but yeah. right but yeah so yeah in and out definitely. the guy i'm talking to right now has has worked in this backstage environment um and it's and, not and I, it's not anything germane or special <laughs> or specifically bad about aew and in fact i'm sure aew even if Everything that was said was completely true, and that's how it is. Is probably several times better than the majority of of feds out there, and definitely better than things were in the eighties, nineties. We've come miles, but wrestling in in general is young, attractive, dramatic people. There's going to be a bunch of fucking bullshit, and you don't know what perception. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, you know, the reason why this is so funny to me is because this this business is literally the most dramatic business that you'll ever see. It is 100% the most dramatic business. There's nothing but drama. There is nothing but bullshit. And when I started in this business, when I first started in the business, my first day, I, I came to North Carolina and I go there. I see Luke Gallows. I see um, Hangman Page before he was, you know, Hangman Page. He was cowboy Adam Page <laughs> at the time. And uh, I see a couple other people and I go in there and there was a moment where I was like not starstruck to see Luke Gallows and a couple of people. But like, it's my first day working in this business. And I had interviewed at this time. I'd already interviewed Bruno San Martino, Jada Snake Roberts, Diamond Dallas Page, Ric Flair, Matt Hardy, you know, Jeff Hart, like guys like that already, like through through the, you know, blog talk radio, which we used to use. I had, but seeing them up close and personal, I was like, oh man, this is great. This is like yo, they, like these dudes I see on TV, this is crazy, right? I'm a kid from West Baltimore. I'm a dude from West Baltimore. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And the first thing Lou Gallo says is, yo, you smoke bowls, bongs. Or you roll up, <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I, it's, it's legal most places, so I could, I think I can say this. And I laughed, and I was like, man, I was like, I'm from West Baltimore, brother. We roll up. I don't smoke no bongs and no bowls like that. And that was the first thing in my, in my mind, in my mind, it snapped me out of this idea of like, like I say this because these are the fans, right? The fans look at things 
differently. And I looked at things differently. And the moment I got right there and I was in the backstage and talking to people, I realized these are literally the same, the, the same people who tweet about wrestling. These wrestlers are literally the same people. They just are now on the other side of the curtain. And they still have normal lives. They still live regular drama filled, drama filled and some drama free shit because these are regular people. My point I made in a tweet today is I'm glad that wrestlers tweet and say dumb shit or say crazy shit because they're just they're just like us. They're idiots like the rest of us. They're literally regular fucking people. They will have drama. They will not like somebody just because you're a wrestler and you wrestle in the same company does not mean you got to be friends with everybody you work with. We discussed this before when the punk thing happened and they were like, oh, can the punk and the elite coexist? You don't have to be besties or best friends with motherfuckers to work with them. You don't have to do that. If the Fisto and Ruby Soho have an issue with each other, if Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa have an issue with each other, if Sammy Guevara and Andrade had an issue with each other, CM Punk and the Elite have an issue with each other, guess what? So did Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. So did Ric Flair and several wrestlers during his heyday. So did Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. So did Sonny with, well, I don't want to go there, but so did a bunch. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But there's so many different people that have had issues in professional wrestling that, hey, if you get up, if you listen to this and you get up and you go to work, if you if you work, if you get up and you go to work and you have a co-worker that sits a couple desks down or if you're, let's say you work at the local Quiggly Wiggly or whatever, Piggly Wiggly or whatever, wherever you work and you got that cashier over there across from you, you just don't like them that much because they're annoying. They do something that pisses you off. Guess what? You're going to go to work. You're going to do your job. You're going to get your check. You're going to take your ass home because this is real life. Wrestlers are wrestlers are living. A lot of them are living their dream, but a lot of them also saw this as a business they want to get into because they also saw there was a chance to get a big check and finally earn the type of money that they wanted to earn. It is a business. You and don't have just, to be friends. How many people have to say it? How many things have to happen? It's before it's like people don't get it. Some of you on Twitter being so fucking delusional that you're absolutely perfect, best friends, AEW. Maybe there was a little bit of grimy shit going on in 2022. How many fucking uh, things do we got to see and how many fucking things people, I would people like have to, to say? Hold on, we're getting there. How, how many times does it have to happen before maybe there were some things that needed to be tightened up in 2022? This is also us saying, well, yeah, this is also us saying that it, that doesn't mean it's this extraordinarily terrible, awful place. A lot of the stuff I'm hearing is kind of the price of doing business of being in wrestling. So when we say that we had all those incidents, we had people getting punched out. We had Lefisto being treated that way. We had John Moxley going on record on a podcast and saying there was a bunch of goddamn bullshit going on in the background. You and I, but more you, have received DMs from people who worked on dark tapings who had somewhat similar experiences. Yes? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, so it ain't just Lefisto. No. No. And so I want I want to say this so people can understand. I said this in my tweet, and I'll say this again. 
Currently, right now, I have a song that is coming out in a couple in in like six weeks through AEW on an official AEW project. Right now, you can tune into AEW, and guess what? You'll hear my voice when Commander comes out. Every single time he comes out for a singles match or a tag team match, you'll hear my voice. I have a generally decent working relationship with AEW. However, I have gone on record publicly and privately to discuss with them and in general some of the issues that I've had. The reason why is because if no one ever says anything, what gets accomplished and what gets changed? Nothing. Because what happens is when I talk to wrestlers who work dark, I've heard verbatim, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing like any other, any other, you know, any other show. It's like it's like how it is in the indies, you know, everybody's got their crews and their little clicks. And you know, people go over the side, people hang out with these people, and people go roll. Like it's just it's the same thing. It's no different, you know. It's like everybody's nice to you, uh, you know, essentially, but some people don't talk to you. Some people kind of look at you like, oh, who's this person? Why are you here? You know, like even if you try to introduce yourself sometimes, maybe they're not always the most friendly. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. And so, that doesn't negate all of the things that all of the people on the AEW roster came out to say today. That experience is not mutually exclusive to the girls saying, oh, we buy each other gear sometimes. We always give each other help. Um, we helped some of the extras that came in. You know, this one person who was talking about today, she was an extra and the girls, you know, offered to give her a place to crash or get her hotel for her because she didn't have no money or whatever it was. That Those people having those experiences does not negate all the bad, good things that got said today in defense of AEW. Those are things that can happen in the same fucking world. And I don't know why... People struggle so much to fucking grasp that. Oh, yeah. It's like you're asking people to use common sense, to to have nuance, to have a little understanding. And it's very hard for people to do that. And I think that is essentially the, the, the big issue that I have with all of this, right? Is there's so much there and i don't want to spend too much too much more time you know obviously talking about this but i think people need to understand this business this business is not about the uh, and scott hall said it many times this ain't the friendship business you know i'm here to make money and you know for like the one thing i thought was interesting that people seem to you know completely forget that lefisto said was that she wasn't paid properly by AEW. nobody mentions that or says like oh that can't be true nobody said anything about it people just glossed over that like you know, and I think that even the Dustin Rose thing, even though I think we both said, you know, he might have been joking with her, but you don't know who you can joke with if you don't know people that well. So that's my thing. Like, I know people who I'm cool with who might throw a joke at me and I'm cool with them. So I'll take it. You know, that's my people's will joke back and forth. But if you don't know me, and you say something out the way, I might want to slap you. That that's just like you don't like pe- I think people don't have, have that discernment to say, like, oh, I don't know this person that well. And whether the French Canadian ass or assholes thing, I mean, I I agree with that statement. The French Canadians can probably assholes, but like that's that's just me, and it doesn't. But I mean, I'm not gonna go say it to somebody directly to their face or, unless I know them well enough to joke with them. And I think once again, this is wrestling. People say fucked up shit to people all the time. People say uh, things that people are uncomfortable with all the time. So if she was uncomfortable uh, with that, and it, you know. That's her right. 
And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't, I think at the end of the day, if if this is Lefisto's experience, and, and I will say this, and I don't mean any harm, I had to say this because it, it this did bother me. I saw a uh, AW women's wrestler who basically said, um, one person's, uh, one person's truth doesn't make it one hundred percent fact, and blah blah blah. Now I saw that, and it bothered me because this is someone who is also marginalized somebody who who's different from everybody and i think what bothers me the most is that this person is extremely outspoken and has so much to say about a lot of things but it's like how dare someone discuss the possibility that the locker room is 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 this or or at the time it was this way because i know there are people who are in aw who are who are unhappy like we know this, there are. I know this. Like we, we all know that. Obviously, there's not enough TV time for everybody. There's not this. There's not that. Like everybody's not getting the proper, especially in the women's division. Look at how badly things were. We just, literally just had a show talking about it. So I think that's the problem is that people see these things, but they, but they'll be like, ah, you know, this locker room is great, and and I have all these people are my friends, and I'm like, sure, you guys have been on the road together for years. You guys know each other. You guys are actual friends. There's not going to be a big issue with people amongst friends, but then you got the the Thunder Roses who we don't talk about, you know, and, and and that's a situation where we don't know the details, but they played it out on television. Maybe they squashed it, maybe they didn't, but like I said, a lot of wrestlers tend to be in the DMs telling people what people are doing, and there was the whole thing about Thunder Rosa was sandbagging, and there was the uh, Eva Lee situation with with people. Like, there's so many different things that happened over the last couple of years with AEW, and it's like you can't. And you can't look beyond those and just be like, this person's lying. Those people sure lying. try to. They just try to act delusional and ignore all that shit. And that's a problem. That's just sad, you know. Like that that that's just sad. Like, because at the end of the day, like this is a billion dollar company. They ain't announced it yet, but it's a billion dollar company with a billion dollar TV deal. And streaming all this other stuff is clearly coming. This company does not need to send out the dogs for a irrelevant legend, quote unquote. You don't have to do that. That's so my thing it. on that, I saw people being fucking head ass about that too. Um, oh, you said, oh, you don't think it's suspicious that they all start tweeting at the same time? I don't know, man. Maybe they're all young and they're all on fucking Twitter and they all fucking follow each other. And somebody saw somebody say something and they were like, yeah, you know what? Fuck that. And then they all shared their experience. Like, not everything is a goddamn conspiracy. Like, you're not smart. Shut up. Jesus. No, I I, I will say I disagree there. I I absolutely do believe the AW group chat. uh, You can believe that, but it doesn't. There's nothing that like you can think that You're, you're fine to think that. But just because they're all tweeting at once, one after the other, or around the same time, doesn't automatically mean, oh, that's what happened. It was a coordinated attack. Like, fuck off. No, it doesn't automatically mean that, but it does look a little sketchy, I would say. I think that looks sketchy because when I saw it, I was like, like everybody just was like, yeah, like, I, you you know how wrestling works. I mean, if there's, so a, we... if there's a group chat, they could say, you know what, fuck it, I'm saying something. And then they're like, yeah, fuck that, I'm saying something too. Like yeah, no, no, they're, they're it all, wasn't like at four o'clock we strike. Like the fuck, come on. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't think they. I think it was more spurred a moment spontaneous. But I definitely do believe that 
that there was a phone call placed. I do believe that. I, that there's mm. no doubt in my mind. And there was a phone call placed or, or a text placed like, where they're like, hey, like, let's, you know, let's 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 get rid of this because it, it does look bad. You know, it's the thing. It does look bad to, to, to the outside, you know, to the outside looking in. It does look bad. So, um, yeah, but no, I, I, like I said, I don't I don't think uh, I don't I don't think, you know, we'll forget about this in what? A couple days tonight by the end of tonight, yeah, you know, there's gonna be some so. badass shit on collision and then it'll be fucking over. Yeah, this is not, not and that's another deal. thing. I saw people. Oh, I can't believe she would say this and and damage the company and cause real damage on the way to the biggest. Sh- Shut the fuck up. Get a fucking yeah, grip, that. you fucking nerd. That. God damn it. No, di- Twitter isn't fucking real life. No one gives a fuck. Nobody will even be talking about this after fucking collision puts on a banger show tonight. My goodness. Fucking stop it. So goddamn dramatic. Such a fucking. <sighs> I see the frustration clearly. I, I get it. Speaking of collision. <laughs> hey. Bad. Do we got. um? It was funny today because Cam was like, oh, everybody's putting out dope stuff for SummerSlam. And I was like, oh. Uh. Except for us, who doesn't even watch any of that shit. <laughs> um, anything? Probably not watch SummerSlam. Yeah, nothing. Nothing catching your catching your eye. Uh, if it ain't LA night, I could give two fucks about it. <laughs> Honestly, um, that that's pretty much it. So uh, you LA are uh, the Wario of AEW of WWE creative, because they're the other way around. If it is LA night, we don't give a fuck about it. That's them. You, and you know what's so crazy about that to me is that like Ellie Knight's got over. He's he's managed to do his thing. He's he's great. And you would expect, you know, kind of expect them to to put, you know, to, to, to kind of put a focus on 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 him. And I think he beat Seamus tonight. I think I heard that, which was cool. Um, if he beat Seamus, I mean, good for him. Um, but I don't know. It's, there's, there's, there's not a lot of excitement behind what's going on. That's what I'll say. There's, yeah, there's nothing not really. Uh, nothing really moves me, man. Especially for like a stadium show. It's all kind of. Do we think Uso is going to beat Roman? No. No. The, like the no. fourth fucking Brock Lesnar Cody. Like it was fine. It was kind of interesting, but now it's like super played out. I don't think they even put a stipulation on it. Eh. Oh, of course not. No. Um. Shayna Ronda interests me. Yeah. Uh the the fucking video package was goddamn phenomenal. Video package of the year so far uh on Monday. Uh and I am no, also no, no, interested in it, so it was it was fucking I didn't tremendous. see the whole thing. It's, I heard it's worth about looking it, up. It's worth looking it. up on YouTube. Um <laughs> and I'm also interested to see uh Rick Shane Logan Paul. I don't think that's going to be my my type of match, but as a guy who has been a huge supporter and scream and to the high heavens about Ricochet for a long fucking time, I'm glad that he's in such a high profile, a high profile thing. That's going to definitely get a bunch of eyes on him. Um, and if they can't get that many eyes on them and them doing the crazy shit that they're going to be doing and get Ricochet over as a mainstay, I don't know. Um, everything has been excellently done in that feud. So I am looking forward to that too. I don't know what I'm going to watch all that stuff. Cause I'll be definitely, watching collision because i'm a collider um that's a fact 
one thing real quick. We didn't even get to, because all this shit cracked off today. We didn't even get to take our victory lap. This was like the fourth thing that this podcast has stomped the ground about really loud. And then it changed or it happened right after we talked about it. I, it's probably a coincidence that it happened four times, but four times is kind of a lot of times for it to happen. Weird to happen <laughs> four times. Um, so yeah, collision show's going to be fucking killer. CM Punk, Ricky Starks for the real world championship. I love that they're doing this. I love that they brought it up. I'm surprised that Max hasn't said anything about it. Um, highly looking forward to this match. You know, if if I had to be honest, I think a part of it is they are pretty much trying to um they're pretty much trying to keep uh I think Max and, and, and Punk kind of like away from each other a little bit. Uh, I think that's what the focus is, is like keeping them away from each other. And you know, Punk is calling them out. Max is too worried about Cole and, and everything else. So I, I, I do think this is this, this will be interesting. I think the Punk and Starks dynamic, we know this is not the all all in match or the all out match. So and we know that all in is Max versus Cole. So what does Punk do um, at all in? You know, uh, is it Jay White? Uh, is, you know, they're going to revisit Samoa Joe. There's, there's a lot of things they could do. And so I find it to be interesting. Um, definitely find it to be interesting that they have um, they have uh, <laughs> they have this match. Um, wh- where this leads, who knows? Um, I am sort of excited about this match. Like I said, I, like I, I think this will be a, a great match. I think putting Ricky Drag Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in there is is even you know. It's even more special um and i think starks starks has been knocking it out the park he's been knocking it out the park um since he got since he got in the, you know got in the ring with punk and i think this whole heel turn ish heel ish turn thing is working great for him so um yeah man I, I i'm excited about that match um i think the match i'm most excited about though is one that might surprise people just a little bit uh, I'm more excited for the fallout of that match just to see the reactions of people um, if things go the way they're supposed to go. So, hmm. Next up, FTR against Big Bill and Brian Cage. You know, would you look at that? There's the match looks, I'm excited about. People probably look sideways at that, but I think that match has a chance to really bust ass man um different type of style guys for ftr to work with i think they're gonna figure out a way to make it a different type of match than what we've seen them do lately and it's probably gonna be awesome i i agree i think this is gonna be a really good match and i think (laughs) i think the fallout for that match will be very very interesting and yeah, um, when Big Bell and Brian Cage are holding the belts above their heads, that you damn straight, you, <laughs> you know. I, I too think it's going to be a interesting fallout. Well, the one thing I want to say that I think people need to put a little stock into. Let's be clear: CM Punk versus Kenny Omega, it's not happening. 
Not right now. Um, You're officially giving up? This has been every week of the podcast. You're like, I think it's going to happen. We're going there. Look, unless I am being lied to by people very high up in AEW who help work out the actual, you know, the the actual uh, creative side of things and stories. Which they could be lying, you know. They 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 put things. They try to. They, they'll tell you things. It's not. Hey, you babe, know, brother. Not yeah, yeah. You know, so they could. But if I had to guess, I usually don't give this much up on the show, but this is a, because I don't think it's happening. I I guess I can give it up. So I was talking to somebody who works in AEW, and the first thing they said to me is, "Like, there's no point in this match of Punk and Omega." And I'm like. I don't think, you know, I just don't think they grasp what they have. And that's that's my issue is that I was telling this person, I said, hey, I said, this is the biggest match you're ever going to do from a singles perspective in terms of drawability, excitement and everything. And the story is already built in. It's a, it's, a, it's a grudge match. You don't need very much behind it. That itself, it sells itself. And they said, I don't think the match really makes sense. And then both of the guys are wrapped up in their stories, which, to be fair, that uh... is true. That is true. Omega has his story with Takeshita, Don Callis. I don't think, however, that Omega versus Takeshita is a all-in worthy match in terms of what omega should be doing i think omega needs a slightly bigger opponent in terms of like stature and and stuff like that but once again i I can't call it you know what i mean like i can't call it so um i'm I'm not the one that makes the decision um but i do think that at the end of the day cm punk versus kenny omega may happen down the line but to temper most expectations, you should probably, if if Punk and Elite ever work together, which I think they eventually will, I think you'd rather settle for the six man with FTR. I mean, there's a pay-per-view the week after this in Chicago, is there not? There is. That 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 there is. Just that, saying. That. Which is also an interesting thing. I don't want to go too much tangent on of our collision preview. It's also an interesting thing. You know, we talked about how much there's no build for all all in, but there's literally no build for all out, and it's a week after, and it's still on pay per view. Yep, that's true. What the um, hell is going to happen on that show? So that's so that's that's the thing I think is interesting, right? I think you have a, a bit of a uh, a bit of like a like conundrum, right? You have, a, you have a bit of a conundrum because what do you do? A riddle, right? You will. Like, yeah, like what do you do? Because because you know now you have um uh fucking uh you know now you have uh, like two shows, fifty bucks each. It's a hundred dollars worth of shows. You know, two shows back to back, and you have to entice people to buy them. All in is already going to get people to buy them because it's a super big show. Like that's a whole different story. That's a whole different thing. Um, with the other stuff though, it's different, right? That's a different story. Like all out, thirteen thousand, fourteen thousand in the United Center. 
um, Punk's backyard. It's like, who are you going to, uh, you know, who who are you going to depend on there? You know, who who are you going to depend on to really, um, really get not maybe not asses in the seats because they'll they'll you know gonna sell out, but who are you going to depend on to get people to buy a week later another fifty dollar pay per view? That's a that's a hard hard you know question One, and fill up fill up you know well look i've said and i keep pushing for this to everybody that i know in aw i said whatever the fuck you gotta do you get cm punk you get kenny omega you get the young bucks you get ftr because i think this Max and Adam Cole's story is far from over. I do believe there's a point to where I say a full gear, if you want to do that, you can do Max versus Punk, who's the real world champion. But I think it's too soon to just go a week later from Max and Cole to Max and Punk. I think it's too soon, unless you add Punk into it. What I could see happening, this is my thought. I could see a world where Max and Cole, they have a time limit draw again or an indecisive win by Max. And Cole says, hey, man, I want another match. And then Punk is the real world champ. We could see a triple threat with Max, Punk, and Cole. That's always possible in Chicago, which would be a very interesting situation to do that there. Who's the real world's champ? Or you could do like a double pin thing. But, I, you know, I, I think it's hard to do that, though, because it kind of fucks over the audience in, in the U.K., but it's hard because it's like Punk has all these different stories, but he's he's finishing up the Stark stuff, but he hasn't necessarily finished the, the, the Samoa Joe stuff or the Jay White stuff. So it's weird. It's very weird. This is very weird. And uh, I, I like I said, I don't know what the plan is, but I think in, in all honesty, they need to to get Punk. And FTR against the elite, but I don't see it happening. And if it does happen, I, I think you'll see it months down, uh, maybe a months, months, months down the line. But then that kind of ruins the momentum of it too, because let's say you do FTR versus the Bucks at All In, the next logical step is just to add Punk, add Omega, and do a six man in Chicago, which would be insane the building would be insane for that but once again aw does not care what you want <laughs> they do not care what you want they have their own plan and they don't care so well one way they did show that they cared was again everybody's been pounding the table us right up there up front chris uh, for women's wrestling chris statlander mercedes martinez that is going to be a fucking banger of a match. I am super excited for that. Both those ladies throw down. Be there fire. isn't a ton of stuff, other stuff put on the card. So it should get good time for a good battle. I'm fucking super excited. Going to be a damn good show tonight. No, no, no. I I, I think Statlander, um, you know, she's been putting on a lot of decent, uh, a lot of decent title defenses, but I think this will be the one that challenge her, challenges her the most. I think Mercedes Martinez is very underrated in how she does things, and that she's very good at what she does. So I'm really anxious to see what they do 
um, in this match and kind of just curious to see how it turns out, you know, to see. I mean, we know Statland is probably retaining, but I think that this will lead to who she might face it all in. And everything about tomorrow, uh, tonight, is all in implications. So I feel like all in will be completely set by next Wednesday. I think every every match will be completely set by the end of next uh, this coming Wednesday. So, um, well, we can all hope. I, if it's if it's not, then there's problems. Yeah, and that's whose fault is that? I mean, you know, <laughs> you know. Hey, the buck stops somewhere with all things. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So this week on DAR Media, we still got the AFC North preview up. Um, our NFL pod. We got to hit these guys off for an, with another uh, nostalgia pod here pretty soon. I think. I think we got to do yes, some top TV dads. I think we got to do some something. Maybe get another wrestler on. We'll see what's going on. Um, next week, we're still working on which division we're going to preview for the NFL. Seeing who we can bring in, bring in for a guest spot. Uh, we'll, we'll drop another. The commanders, the 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 commanders fan said he's down. Just let him know. Oh, so. oh, oh, did he? Well, that's that's yeah. on his availability. So we'll figure that out. It's looking uh, like, he, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing the NFC East next week. <laughs> Tuesday, he said. Tuesday, he said. I All forgot right. to tell you that he said Tuesday. So, so yeah. hey, here we go. Um, still got a ton of articles up on DefineRevolution.com. A great uh, Oppenheimer review. Um, underrated series in the NBA. Michael Red, Amada Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire, haha. Um, ton of stuff from the Axeman, Jeff Axel, great writer as well. Um, and we'll be back with the Wrestling Pod next week. Follow him at True God Immortal. Follow me at MNCVKG. Um, thank you for joining us this week. Also, check out the album Comeback Tour, just like with this podcast that you're listening to. That album, if it's worth spending one time, it's worth spending five times, ladies and gentlemen. Please go on ahead. That's how we get paid around here. True, you got anything? Um, nah, man. Nah, man. Like I said, it's been been a hectic week for me. So uh I'm just uh you know, I'm 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 just here, man. And uh just um excited about this 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 month of wrestling. And I look forward to seeing, you know, look forward to seeing what we get next. That's what I'll say. Cause cause there's a lot of stuff coming. There's a lot of good stuff coming, so anxious to see how everything turns out. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me, man. The comeback trail is on. There's a lot of stuff coming, and that's because the world of DAR never stops. Tizzy, Blizzy, Truy, Apollo, we. Everybody eat. Ready for everyone? As I'm blunted, as I'm running, never nothing under hunting. Playing games and throws a bust of reasons. How a nigga stunt in Baltimore? We verified with the two step. Solo with coalitions, tipsy from jungle juice. Yes, making in this way your age potholes destroy your 20s. Now the drives riding 30, 30, hoarding money's new. Yeah, yo, buck 50, straight to the base. Out with the trap, with the cheese, no rent to escape. Everybody dragging, having bags. It's a passion, that's why we had it. Cash addicts in the attics on top of living lavish. Hating a flag and asses. I think we lack the assets. I'm being
get an actual accent. Give us a passing message, best and matter of fact. Anybody lucky try it. Decide if you try to be the product with the price of riots. With the eye of the tiger, we can see tigers and iron. Never scared of defiant. It's Ant Hills to a giant. Beauty's in the eye of a beholder. Take the music world and carry it on my shoulders. My system's organized and aligned like a solar. The value's big money, betting like a high roller. Respect is earned, no, it's never given. Placement and checks, that's the life that I'm living. Throw the alley oop to tears when I'm assisting. And watch a slam ducking for the win with persistence. It's easy money, we don't even need to show out. When we in the game, it's a guaranteed blowout. Listen to the track and you can hear the variety. It's so old dog, we some menace to society. I'm a certified lyrical genius. Every 16, I'ma make it prestigious. Never egregious, no, it's not another. The flow is Booker T, can you dig it, sucker? This is more than just a fire verse in my universe. My trick, might is such a true search of something in his universe. It might your worst, cause fire worse. Methods that could truly hurt. But who reversed the path you want? Just know that we did fire first. Can I disperse? Let me get back to business. My vision isn't clear, but through the lens. My passion witness, I speak for the ones. Bernie Mac of this era without the terror. Richard Pryor compiling strips to reach for the sun. You throw a finger in the sky, they know that we be the ones. If niggas looking for a problem, just know we be the ones. I'm from the west side, best side, we from the slums. I need placements, checks, and some reasonable funds. We charm city, take a drink, or throw some weed in the blunt. And you ain't built like we built, ain't no reason to front. It's like I'm 0250 with no need for the gun. And I give you the 101 if you need reason to stunt. This is Mervo meets Merlot. Poly meets politicians who city and power missions. We knighted in our description. This music is my addiction. Therapy for the wise. Make the point crystal, giving you clarity in the vibe. There's no eye in team, they put an arrow on the dream. Let's see if they fix it in the DLC. Thousands of streams, millions and millions of fans see me. They wanna know how I got a song on TV. They can't fuck with me. True Blizz a tizzy, I am he, Apollo Belly. Hunter Gatherer, family man, and the rest don't matter. Rather it does, the earth shatters when you play us in clubs. Fly as a dove, fly as can be. I'm off the top rope and I'm high as can be. Moving freely, I can go anywhere I want to. And I don't need an entourage to slump you we got access they tell us to come through can't forget about me i won't allow it too many niggas at the top top of the over is crowded won't have my legacy clouded or shrouded in mystery we in museums this is history these niggas are frauds who they pretend to be can't speak about greats and don't mention me the checks and placements is the only thing that interests me